welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, satsrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privyet. It's really, really good to be with you again, and I'm really happy about the amazing guest that we have with us today, and it's Shauna Van Murek. She uh, and Shauna is a copywriter and content strategist, and I'm so happy to have you with us, Shauna. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I will have you jump right in and tell us more about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. All right. So yes, Shauna Van Mark. And actually, you know what's really funny is that you, we were talking about my name prior, and uh, you said it more Dutch this time around than I could have ever tried to say it. So that was perfect. <laughs> so beautiful. And uh, I'm a, like you say, a copywriter and content strategist, and I focus on what I like to call the two-icities, um, which won't surprise you. I like language. I like the way it goes. So I've made up my own words, the two-icities. Um, they are authenticity and simplicity. Nice. The reason that I like to focus on these things is because the more authentic you become, the simpler life and business, and of course, copywriting and content strategy gets, the simpler it gets, the more authentic you can be. <sighs> tandem this circular motion happening where we can just feed off of these two amazing notions to really emerge and blossom as our unique and authentic selves in a way that feels laid back simple and fun um in addition to that of course because i come from a marketing space this also really helps you stand out and get noticed mm -hmm. by your dream client so why the heck not Yes, why the heck not? And I just absolutely love your value and focus on authenticity and simplicity. And wow, the idea that the two actually support each other. That, I, my gosh, it's like the more I'm thinking about it, the more it makes sense. It's brilliant. It really does and it's it's this it's really cool because it's a, a harmony it's a it's a harmony because and people speak about it all the time about how you just become at ease with who you are how you stop caring what other people think um and then how choices become easier actions become easier life becomes easier easier people talk about manifestation it's the same idea things start to fall into place yeah all this harmony that kind of moves you forward and and allows you to present yourself in such a way that it that um really attracts what is necessary in your world yeah yeah oh my gosh okay so i have a question <laughs> i love questions so when you talk about being authentic making things more simple 
at one level for sure exactly what you're saying uh, as you were saying it makes a lot of sense and then I started thinking about myself and I was like okay if I'm being really authentic for example in the way that I speak I have a few quirks to how I do it one I'm a philosopher by nature I actually have philosophers like philosophies in my family my grandfather was a literal professional philosophy professor <laughs> and while I didn't go into it professionally I definitely am a philosopher at heart and so I tend to speak very philosophically <laughs> And so when it comes to communicating uh, my ideas with people, I often feel a sense of, a sense of like, most people will not get my style. Uh, like I go too deep, too fast. I use, I tend to use like, um, um, like technical terms that are familiar to me um but you know may not be familiar to other people and so i have sort of gotten into the habit of of sort of consciously being like samya you know are you expressing what you need to say simply enough and and so is that a good thing for me to do or is that taking me more in the direction of inauthenticity or is this not what we're really talking about in the context of authenticity? <laughs> Those are all really great questions. And like any complicated question, uh, the answer isn't super simple either. However, right. we can definitely make it accessible. So mm. as you were discussing your sentiment, your, your emotions behind two ways of presenting yourself, um, I thought about it in two ways, actually. Um, so you've got yes you want to be authentic to yourself yes you're a philosopher i can totally resonate with that i tend to gravitate towards that that contemplative what if space let's use rhetoric let's find the truth of things let's, i totally understand that um and so we don't want you to detach from that that brings you joy that fills your cup and you said specifically you know that may not attract most people but the question there is do you want to attract most people or do you want to attract right. the right people and and, and and I I mean th these words make sense from a standpoint of who you who you want to surround yourself with as a person because we are humans first regardless of I mean I work with a lot of businesses who do marketing we're gonna approach that next but as a person who you want to surround yourself with will be those people they're the people who are going to bring you light they're gonna light your fire and really get you moving on to creating a, a bigger impact in all that you're doing now reflecting on the authentic part of that in the marketing space i know based on our conversations that you're also a teacher you share insights you share the great greatest teachers in the world were these people who just stepped forward and discussed ideas and notions and in being a teacher you need to be able to meet your pupils where they're at same goes with marketing you need to be able to meet your audience where they are and in doing that, you're going to take away some of the jargon. Yeah, you're going to use um, some less, con con uh, less 
complicated notions or, or um, methods of thought so that you can bring people to that level of understanding. And that is authentic. That is you reaching out and inviting people into your world who may not have otherwise been able to access that. So it is absolutely authentic to be able to take out the jargon, to be able to refine your messaging, which is really important in all copywriting and marketing, and, and just target that audience who wants to be there, who wants to be in that space, but maybe they're not there yet. Yeah. And uh, I think one of these that I also love to think about it is in terms of just my own personal growth, because one of my mentors, you know, he says the people who are truly masters at what they're doing have also developed the ability to communicate what they are wanting to communicate about whatever their area of mastery is in a way that is simple and effective. So it's also just me working on my own mastery to work on this aspect of how I communicate. Absolutely. One of the best questions that you can ask yourself as a business owner um, and, and simply as a person, mm. right, is how would you explain what you do, who you are to a five-year-old? Right. Right. That idea. And I've had to, I, I'm a mother of three. I have a, a currently uh, a three-year-old, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And they're beautiful children and they're quick. They're quick kids. But still, they're three, five, and seven. So when they say, you know, well, well, mom, why do you have another call? What are you doing with this? Why are you on your computer all the time? To be able to translate copywriting and content marketing strategy <laughs> to a child allows me a different level of, of understanding what I do. Yeah. And when they want more details, that makes it even more fun. Because yeah. then I get to look at, okay, so I'm trying to help this person to tell more people about how they can help them <laughs> and then we start getting into the spiral and and the more you do it and this is this is true for um authenticity and simplicity keeping things simple um the more you do it the practice that you get from doing it the better you get at it and yeah. the more mastery you have of it mm, i love it i absolutely love everything you've been sharing ah so can you maybe talk about a problem that you see people struggling with as they try to engage in copywriting and content strategy in an authentic and simple way. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest 
the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the biggest, the first thing that popped in my head is fear. Mm. And, it, and it's, it's hard to broach that topic because it's very wide, it's very wide reaching. So you've got uh, imposter syndrome, right? When, when you just, you don't think that you're as good as you're saying you are, or you don't think you can achieve the results that you have in fact achieved in the past, but you have these second thoughts and all of those hard things. Um, and then there's things like esteem your self-esteem, the fear of putting yourself out into the world, this can be triggered by any number of things, including things like trauma. And mm. let's face it, our media is not friendly to a wide variety of people. Unless you look and act a certain way, the media is not necessarily friendly to you. And so there are a lot of different angles in which fear can present itself. Yeah, um, That winds up being a huge hiccup. And, and what that looks like more often than not is either you don't show up, so, so very plain and simple, you don't show up. Um, you show up inconsistently because you keep having these hiccups, you keep having these hesitations. Or, and or, when you're showing up, it's copycat. You have co- you've got this cookie cutter copy that is inauthentic to you, that you've just said, well, it's working for Sally Joe, so I guess I should do it. And then you go and you try to do it, you do not see the same results because who knew you're not Sally Joe? <laughs> So it's it's this di- dynamic, and, and you're not achieving the success that you could otherwise achieve if you could really step through. And I'm never going to ask you to uh, not be afraid because being scared is so important. And you cannot be brave if you were not already scared in the first place. So what I ask of you is to step through the fear, walk through it, and emerge on the un- other side courageously showing up as who you are, as only you can. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You know, this idea of fear being at the bottom of what's holding us back, it's an idea I've been contemplating a lot recently. And, you know, I've been coming to this conclusion that really it's fear pretty much almost always at the bottom of like whatever issues we are struggling with. And like one way or the other, when you get to the very deepest levels of digging to to get to the root of it, fear is there. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, oh my gosh. And so often also I think you know, like some of the fears that you mentioned in terms of whether it's self-esteem or whether it's, you know, that imposter syndrome. I mean, there, it's like, that's what we see. Even that is sometimes more like surface level and under underlying that one of my mentors, you know, I didn't believe this. For a long time but one of my mentors she said she said 
at the bottom of all of that is usually I'm not enough. That's really the root. And so, you know, like anything that you can do to uproot that idea of you not being enough, um, that revolutionizes our life. It really does. And, and that fear yeah. of not being enough, it can come from so many different places. And so your your evolution in that space is going to look different than anyone else's. Right. That's why it's so important to have a community surrounding you that will help you to move forward. And I'm going to argue too, that's why it's so important to show up. Yeah. Even when you may not think that you have a community around you, mm. showing up, being brave, that's going to really impact not only yourself, but people you don't even know who are watching you. That's so true. We're cheering you on from the sidelines. The yes. ripple effect of you really, I, I like to say, you know, you're flying your freak flag. Whatever that is that you think is not enough, fly that dance flag high, right? Somebody is watching you and somebody is waiting to hear what you have to say as only you can say it. And it will change their lives. And in you doing that, again, we're going to go back to practice. This mm -hmm. practice will help you to kind of step out of yourself and realize, damn, I did that thing. And that thing doesn't need to be, don't get me wrong, I'm not the person, I would never push somebody to breaking point. I, I'm, I'm a pretty big lover of yoga and things like that. So stretching, moving your body. And when you're doing that, you're, in, you're really invited to, to take the stretch to where it feels a little bit uncomfortable a little bit but not too far because that's going to hold you up that's actually going to hold you back from yes. so bend don't break right get yourself out there if that looks like for you showing up on a podcast awesome freak, do that but if that looks like you know what i think i'm gonna tell people that this is my business and you include i've had this conversation with with other people in the past where if let's say you write a lot of emails and you haven't really included your title in your mm -hmm. business. You're a little bit nervous. You're like, you know what? I think that's my bend. I'm going to put, I'm going to put uh, VA or, or I'm, I'm trying to invent all these other, whatever coach, maybe you're actually going to say transformational life coach underneath your name. And as every email you send out, it's there. Maybe people will notice, maybe it won't, but maybe that's your bend without breaking. Mm -hmm. And each time, you stretch that muscle a little bit more, you're going to be able to expand that reach. You're going to be able to show up more authentically and really lean into who you truly are. Yeah, you know, that is another excellent point. This stretching strategy, I absolutely love it. And for sure, you know, when you're trying to learn a new skill also like copywriting and content strategy or trying to uh, at least learn enough about it that like I don't know if I'll ever be a master at copywriting and content strategist and I don't have to be a master at it because I'm a happiness expert but I do want to learn enough about it so that when I for example if I I'm working with someone to help me with copywriting and content strategy, I can tell the difference between when someone's done a good job and when they haven't, you know? And sometimes I do have to write 
some of my own copy. Um, and so I need to know certain, at least a certain, you know, fundamental basic level of it. Um, you know, and, and so just to have this attitude, I'm just learning, I'm growing, I'm going to get better and better at it over time. I love that. So that makes me actually think, can you give us a few tips on like what effective copywriting involves? Um, yeah. I would love to. And and what's cool about that is that I've actually, and this goes back to, you know, I love that you were like, oh, because I'm a happiness expert. I'm like, because I like to make things fun and interesting and memorable. And just like, if you've got to do the dishes, you might as well put bubbles in the water, you know, like just do something. So what I've done with this um, is I've, I've made it into um, not really an acronym. It's, it's three words that represent the basics very core basics of copywriting and it is called you need copy who knew so <laughs> you you stands for something it stands for you and i don't mean you as in me i mean you as in your audience i mean keep it about them try not to use too many of the eyes eyes and we's and that I hate to say it they don't care about you they care about their own problems and the solution that they could find in their problems. So keep it about your audience. Need, establish need. Make sure that they understand why this is so valuable to them mm. and the impact that it can have on their lives. There are a lot of different ways that you can establish need. One of the most effective ways is through storytelling. So mm -hmm. explore how you can use that to establish need in your audience. And then the last thing of course is copy. Copy are words that get people to take action. So don't forget to include a call to action. If you omit the call to action, people don't know what to do next. They've recognized that, okay, this is for me. Mm. Okay, yes, I have this problem and I want this transformation, but then you've left them hanging. Right. <laughs> they don't know where to find it. Show them, take their hand, use it and create copy that drives action. Click this link, book this phone call. Drop your email below. <laughs> All of these things are called to action. Yes. And I love the examples that you just gave of the call to action because I remember, especially in my early days, I used to think about, okay, I want to do a call to action and I used to make it way too complicated. <laughs> but going back to the principle of simplicity, no, keep it simple. And it really can be as simple as, click that button or drop your email in that you, yeah it's, I and, it really it. Should, and that's the core mm. about uh copywriting is that you want it to be very simple and direct yeah you want it to have personality you want to tell a story you want to get creative about it but it really does in the end need to be very direct yeah. a confused mind doesn't buy and mm. when i say buy i don't necessarily mean monetary vibe. I mean, investing their time and energy and whatever you have to offer, even if it is just to read your next blog. Right, right, exactly. And I think also it challenges us to take into consideration the fact that, you know, like when, when we make very complicated asks for people, it just, it's like every 
layer of like if you're asking them to do two things or three things or four things all at once god forbid <laughs> that's a lot but it's like for each thing then they have to think am i willing to do this you know and at each stage it might be no i'm not you know and so you you're actually reducing your chances versus if you just make one ask there's only one opportunity um that they have to think about do i want to take this or not absolutely yeah. and this actually goes back to one of my principles the the methods that i really rely heavily on when i'm going through all of my copywriting and content strategy is um if you've ever read the book the one thing mm. that is really crucial to all of what you're doing um, i combine this method and I'll, I'll touch on it i'll combine this method methodology with a number of others like uh the 12-week year which i also love all these planning and organizational things for content marketing really helpful um but that one thing what is one thing you can do today that will make everything else easier or unnecessary mm. so important make that same choice on behalf of your audience when you're writing your copy so that they can just everything else is unnecessary this one thing is all you need to do to solve your problems book a call yeah. your problems will be solved on that call yeah you're going to ask them how they'd like to pay <laughs> or whatever but like the, you need to be very clear and directive yeah. and make it easy for them to actionify whatever it is you're requesting yes exactly and i and i think also this is like the key difference that earlier you were talking about the you need copy, right? And I think this is, you beautifully highlighted the difference between, you know, just somebody having um, great, let's say storytelling skill and the difference between copywriting for the purposes of creating sales because there are actually lots of programs that are out there to teach you how to be a great speaker like in a general context and you become a great storyteller you you're able to you know go on stage and have a great presence but those programs a lot of times they don't teach you about the the part of how do you get people to take action you know and so these amazing speakers, storytellers, get on stage, move people in amazing ways, but then they leave, audience leaves, nothing changes. And that's really sad, you know, um, especially for like person like me or our other audience who are change makers or coaches and trainers and healers, etc. We're not just about you know, creating change for ourselves or entertaining people with our you know, stories or whatever. We are out in the world because we want to change people's lives. We want to change the world in positive ways. And so we have to know how to, how to be able to move people into action. And so I, I, I so appreciate what you're teaching and why I think it's so important for us as change makers to know the skill uh, of copywriting, at least, like I said, in the basics, even if you're not going to become expert copywriters. Absolutely. And it's really cool because 
um, and this is me, I'm gonna geek out a little bit on you guys. Um, <laughs> so like copywriting is, is words that get people to take action. Um, a lot of my root training um, comes from psychology and rhetoric and rhetoric is the art of persuasion, very simply put. Um, and a lot of that stems from ancient Greece with Aristotle and Plato and, and the Sophists. And, and it's really interesting is that that actually stems from a very oratory practice where people would speak in a very persuasive manner. And the and rhetoric, true rhetoric, is we're going back to philosophy because it's this you're seeking truth. Yeah. You're looking to find the truth of things. And and in copywriting you could imagine, um, let's say a coach is using copywriting to in the rhetorical sense to seek truth. You're trying to present somebody with this problem exists for you. You need this solution. We know that. We've now established that this solution is what you need. Mm. This is how you get it. And how you get it is that call to action. And so that's where you drive the action towards the solution. And so you see that in in, in the spoken form as well. Um, the only part that, and this is where a lot of people get hung up too with the fear, because a lot of people associate copywriting with sales. Um, mm. And then a lot of people associate sales with sleazy sales. Right. You use car salesmen, you get that uh, all the time. And, and what that is, is BS rhetoric. Mm. That is rhetoric used to persuade in a way that it's, it's not good. It's not authentic. It's not in, it's not got your best, your audience's best interest in mind. In short, it's propaganda. Right. Right. Um, and so using rhetoric really ethically is important mm -hmm. as well because as change makers, as uh, legacy creators, yeah. we need to make sure that the legacy that we're leaving is that of positive change, positive impact. We need to be seekers of truth, not just purveyors of popular opinion or maybe not popular opinion that you try to make popular for your own benefit. That's not the way we work here. <laughs> we want to keep it simple and wholesome and true to you and true to the betterment of, of everyone. I'm getting a little hokey here, but I just- No, I, I get it. And you know what you made me think of is that quote, with great power, of great responsibility and actually you know the skill that copywriting as you so beautifully said is really all about it's like tapping into our ability to persuade people my gosh of course it's a skill but it's also a power and it's a great power and it's a power that i guess all of us want who wouldn't want the power to persuade but with great power right great power comes great responsibility and so i am so appreciative of you bringing in this ethical aspect and it you know it goes back to you know the the values you started talking about you know authenticity and simplicity and how the two work together and, and in order to make that happen to be brave and um, use your power responsibly. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing. Oh, Shauna, I'm having such a fabulous time talking with you and we have to begin to wrap up for right now. Do you have any last words of wisdom that you wanna share with us or just anything else that you wanna say? Yeah, you know what? I love philosophy and I love the nature of our conversation. Um, it's definitely lit my fire and I, it just brings me joy. That said, 
we also discussed a lot of somewhat heavier uh, notions. And, and I want to encourage everyone who's watching to play. To play. And the reason I say this, and I've actually, I spoke on a panel recently that where, where I had to kind of bring everybody around again to this idea of play, because we are still living our lives while we're doing all of this. And we want to make sure that when we're presenting ourselves, when we're trying to be brave and courageous, when we're, when we're using our persuasion ethically, that we're doing so playfully. Yes. That we also invite people into this space and we do trial and error that we kind of know might fail, but we do it anyways, because hey, why not? And, and embrace that. Embrace that playful, curious attitude while you're approaching all this, because you're gonna fail whether you plan to or not you're gonna fail um and and the best way to truly enjoy your failure when I mean, that sounds very contradictory but it's true you can enjoy that failure is to keep that playful attitude just to say well that didn't work what's next <laughs> exactly and really you know failure is feedback is one of my favorite things and it's so true failure is just feedback and it's just i mean that's just how life works um i think there's another saying about how life doesn't come with a manual but it does give you lots of feedback so you can learn and you can grow and have fun in the process i love it you might as well i i truly believe yeah. that you might I as well agree. have fun with it okay so this bad thing happened all right, let's let's find the good. Look for the good. <laughs> exactly, and then it's not bad anymore because bad is a perception. It's a perspective that we have and we can choose to switch our perspective to one that is more happiness promoting, more peace promoting, more fun promoting. And all of that also creates more ease for us in our lives. So my gosh, you just hit the secret of how to make change fun and easy. I love it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Shana. Again, just, I really, really appreciate your having joined us today and shared all of your, not all of your wisdom. You have lots more wisdom to share. And so I want to encourage you, our listener, to please make sure you check our show notes connect with Shauna because you know she has lots more wisdom to share and lots more amazing tips to share and strategies to share with you so make sure you connect with her get the help and support you need to to learn how you can become more persuasive and maybe get her help to smooth out your copywriting okay I won't bite I also like to make friends let's have fun yeah exactly so click on those show notes connect with shauna and until we connect next time i just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy bye